Welcome to Whatcom New Life Assembly's Sermon of the Week, where, as always, it's all good news. For more info on how to get involved in our church or to partner with our ministry, please visit us at whatcomnewlifeassembly.org. Just, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about the lights of Christmas. Light, we're, we're totally redeeming that light. I just thought it'd be good to start with some light bulb statements about how many Christians it takes to replace a light bulb. How many charismatics does it take to replace a light bulb? Only one, because our hands are already in the air. Thank you, thank you, I'm not done. How many Pentecostals does it take to, to change a light bulb? Three. One to cast it out, and two to catch it on the way down. All right, how many Catholics does it take to change a light bulb? None, because we only have candles. All right? <laughs> How many Baptists does it take to replace a light bulb? <laughs> Fifteen. One to change the light bulb, and three committees to approve the change and decide who brings the potato salad and the fried chicken. How many Unitarians does it take to change the light bulb? We choose not to make a statement either in favor or against in the need of a light bulb. However, if you, in your own journey you have found that light bulbs work for you, we invite you to write a poem or compose a modern dance about your light bulb for the next Sunday service in which we will explore. Okay. Last but not least, how many Amish does it take to replace a light bulb? None, because they don't have any. All right. That's just a little bonus to get us, get us going in the right direction this morning. Uh, as we turn to the Word of God, praise the Lord. It's not just me reading jokes here today. We have the Bible. Amen. We have the Word of God. And so, Father, as we turn to your Word, we open our hearts up completely to your truth, your, your Holy Spirit. Would you change us, transform us, and, uh, and do whatever you need to do. Shine your light anywhere and everywhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Christmas lights. We're jumping in here because I, I, you know, I, I don't want to run out of time. Last week we started this series. We talked about how, uh, traditions. We talked about all sorts of stuff. But Christmas lights. Christmas lights. This is a tradition that has gone on for a very long time, since before electricity. And it's not even one that needs to be redeemed because it starts back in, in, in old European times where Christians would put candles in their windows in order to tell everybody passing by in the dark, we are a Christian family, we celebrate Jesus, and you're welcome to come enjoy that with us. That's Christmas lights. And then Thomas Edison comes along and invents the light bulb, and we take it next level, folks. We throw them all over our houses. We decorate. We can be seen from space sometimes because we're so, so good at our Christmas celebrations. Now, maybe to some of you it's lost its meaning, but my prayer is that every Christmas light you see, regardless if it's on the White House or, or on any sort of a house, maybe your neighbors don't even know Jesus and they're putting up Christmas lights. Unknowingly, they are declaring that the glory has shown that Jesus is the light of the world. And so you just say, Amen. Pray, pray that into them. They're prophesying something over themselves, and we just say, Amen, right? But lights are a very outward thing, right? I can uh, get my, my lights. Yes. I can put them on. I can decorate the outside of my house. I'm like, woo, Christmas is great. Oh, praise. Oh, the Messiah has come. But, you know, in my heart, I can be full of darkness and different. 
Uh, we can, some of us, we can put on a really good show and do the outward thing. And Christmas lights are a very outward expression. But today, my invitation for all of us is to have another decorating party in here and in here. Because uh, that is where the real change happens. In here and in here. So let's jump right in. I mean, you can, you can paint a barn beautifully. But if you never feed the animals inside the barn, never clean up their poo in the barn, you're going to have a fairly useless but pretty barn. So today we're going to scoop the muck and feed the animals inside the barn and let them enjoy Christmas too. Let the animals out, folks. All right. It's cold outside. All right, John 3, 16. We're going right into the most famous Bible verse on the planet Earth. That everybody knows, even if you don't know Jesus, you, you may be able to quote this one. John 3.16, and we're going to continue on with it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I'm going to press pause. If you're here today, and you, you don't know what it is to be a Christian, you don't, you've never accepted Christ, that's it in a nutshell. That's, a, that's simple. You walked in here today and you've never let Jesus in. That's it. All you have to do is believe in him and you will not perish. You will have eternal life. And if you leave this place today without having done that, that's on you. Don't do it. Come. The water's fine. All right. Let's keep going. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Okay. That's good. Let's go on to the next. It doesn't, it doesn't end there. It continues. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Press pause. We've all heard John 3.16 over and over and over, but did you know there is a verdict to John 3.16? Okay, so it's like you got to know the verdict. That's all good, but here's the verdict. It says this. Here is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Oh, excuse me. Everyone who does, does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly, plainly what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Woohoo! Merry Christmas! The light of the world is shown! Praise Jesus! Oh, praise Jesus, brother! Jesus, you can come into every part of me! Can you hear me? You can come into every part of me just... Not right here. <laughs> and, and it's nothing personal, Jesus. Uh, it's just, this is a really ugly part. And, and, and if it, I don't want you to have to see that. And I certainly don't want other people to have to see that. And so you know what? I will preach. I got the Christmas lights on the outside of my house. Barn's looking good. I'm walking the walk. I'm talking the talk. Just this one area, let me have this one. All right? You're a bucket head. You're a bucket head. Yes, the light of the world has come. The glory shone. But we can choose. For some reason, we loved 
darkness. And for some reason, we still tend to sometimes love darkness. And I'm not just talking about those, you know, the dark secrets to, you know, we're talking about oh, the sexual sin, the pornography, the lying, the cheating. Oh, those are, those are the big ones. Those are the bucket heads. Yes, those are certainly very, very dark areas. But I'm also talking about the other things. Well, you know, I was born, and I just, I've always been this way. I've always had this issue. And you know what? Praise God. It, you know, it, it's just who I am. I'm 60 years old now, and I, you know, I probably never change. Sometimes we talk about our, our, our malfunctions, our special little problems. And you know what? I'm good everywhere except this ward on my shoulder. It's just who I am. As if you have been alive so long. You've been around since ancient of days. And, and your special little issue is so old now that the, the God who created everything, the light of the world who changed everything, you know, it's been 60 years and I've been like this. There's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, praise the Lord, church. You know what? Let's just keep, let's hand out more buckets for people. And let's just try to hide it and keep it nice and under there for as long as we can so you can at least live out the next 20 years of your life till you die and not do any more damage to people. Here's a Band-Aid. Now you're a bucket head. It's just who I am. I've always been this way. That is the spirit of stupid. Allowing, you're allowing it to come out of your mouth. That's just who I am. I've always been this way. That is, that is not the Holy Spirit. That is the stupid spirit. And you are partnering with stupidity. It's like this. Have you ever been to one of those restaurants that they keep the lights really dim? And you know it's not, they're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to play off like they're some fancy place. But you know full well it's because they ain't vacuumed this carpet or had it washed in a long time. And all you have to do is peek under the table and you know. But if we t dim these lights, no one will know. Outback Steakhouse. I mean, tell you, I'm not dropping any names. <laughs> this is how we Christians, we, some of us live our lives like this. Well, if we just dim the lights in this area. Oh, praise the Lord, I serve the finest steak on planet Earth. Have my steak. It's really not that good. Oh, it's good. Well, can we turn the lights on? No. Oh, Crikey. All right. <laughs> or better yet, if you're tired of my Disney analogies, I apologize. They will never go away. I love Disney dark rides. Okay? You go in things like Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain. It's, it, they keep the lights down. They have, they have beautiful stage lighting out there. And, and, and it just it sweeps you right into the magic. Everybody's got to laugh. In, but, oh, this is great! But if you've ever had the unfortunate experience to be in the ride when it breaks down, anybody with me? They turn all the floodlights on in the place. So that you don't fall in when you walk walking out. And you start to look around and you're like, gross. There's gum over there. Like, this is us on, this is Splash Mountain, right? And then and, and they have these beautiful stage lights and it just captures the moment. But boom, they click the lights on and you're like, gross. Clean behind the vultures, for goodness sake. <laughs> this, is, this is how many of us choose to live our lives. 
Oh, let, Lord, let me. As if God's standing up there with the spotlight and he's going to take our directions. Shine it over here. A little more red, if you please. Perhaps some blues from this angle. I look really good on this side. You know what that is? That is called stage lighting. And there are professionals that can make people look really good with stage lighting. We haven't reached that level yet. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's what they do. Oh, if I shine this in this light, it'll really bring out the color of your blue eyes. That's not living in the light of the world. That is not how the light of the world works. He's not a set of stage lights in a Disney ride of your life where you can come on a theme ride. He is the glory shown and exposes everything. You, he wants to expose everything. You read in Revelation about what, what the glorious city of Jerusalem is like, and it says there's no sun because Jesus himself is the sun. And there's no shadows. There's no he exposes everything. That's who the light of the world is. There will be no bucket heads. So why be a bucket head now? In the beginning, darkness hovered over the face of the deep. What does that word darkness mean? That word darkness means this, obscurity, darkness, secret place, an unknown place. And God said, light, and he exposed every bit of darkness. You see, darkness isn't just those, those oh, the evil, evil, terrible sins. Darkness is anywhere that we prefer to keep the obscurity. Let's just keep a little shade of gray on this, a little shade of obscurity. Just a little darkness. And as a result, we walk around as bucket heads. And that's all our life is, a scene from a Disney movie. A scene from a play. Well, I want, to, I want everyone to see this beautiful scene that I'm about to perform. And God says, let there be light. You want a real show? Let God shine every part. And that, will, that won't just entertain people anymore. That will change people's lives. That's the light of the world. And it all starts up here and right here in letting the lights in to these areas. The obvious ones are those secret sexual sins, the pornography, the lust, the, uh, the lies, and all of those things. But my question is, what are some of the things that are consuming your thoughts, your passions, your time, and your energy? And the question is, are those, do they leave you with light or do they leave you feeling a little more obscure? Let's get to a real practical example. 1 John chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, and it says this. This is, so, this is practical. Anyone who claims to be in the light, woo, Merry Christmas, but hates his brother is still in darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They don't know what they're, where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. They are bucketheads. Well, I don't hate anyone. Well, let me ask you this. How much of your mental time is spent in negative thoughts? Towards yourself even. Towards your boss, towards your spouse, towards your enemies, towards uh, whatever. 
a someone, a group of someones? How does your, how much of your talk? Oh, I just love hanging out with Susie. We could talk for hours because you're talking about other people and not in a beautiful way. Well, I love at work. I love to hang out with Bob because Bob and I, oh, we could talk for hours. He makes the time pass by because you're ripping about your boss. And, and, and what is that? Well, I don't hate him. Well, you're certainly talking like it. You're certainly thinking like it. And maybe it's not a full-grown hatred, but it is the same seed as hatred. And if you claim to be in the light and yet hate your brother, you might be a buckethead. And it looks pretty silly. Well, I hope they get what's coming to them. That's buckethead talk. And this darkness is not hurting them, it's hurting you and consuming you. And you're wandering around in darkness because you are not letting something, even something that you think, oh, it's just small. You know, we, yeah, we don't like him. We like to not like him together. I like to, I, I you know, have this part, I just don't like this about myself, and so I think about it all the time. And I have a real complex about it, and I'm really depressed about it. That's buckethead talk. Did you realize that Jesus, the light of the world, the light in the darkness, wants to expose it so that it is all light? And you know when it's darkness because you can taste it. You know the difference. Does that thought train lead you to just lighthearted good things? Or does it lead you feeling kind of gross? Darkness makes you feel gross. Psalm 66, 18 says this. If I regard iniquity in my heart... The Lord will not hear me. I don't like the King James Version. I don't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, the Lord won't hear me? Listen, if you feel like your prayers are bouncing right back off the ceiling, it, it may be a, a fact that there might be a bucket on your head of regarding iniquity. What does it mean to regard iniquity? I know those are both big words. All right, class, let's talk. Iniquity is darkness. It is sin. Regarding it is like this. Hey, give, give Bob my regards. Tell him I'm thinking about him. Tell him he's in my thoughts. Give him my regards. So if I, that's what regards means. To regard iniquities, hey, tell that gossip I'm thinking about him. Tell that, tell that depression I, I'm, I'm regarding it. I'm thinking about it. Tell that, that hatred, that dislike I'm thinking about. And as a result, the Bible says the Lord will not hear me. I, I don't, those kind of verses I don't like. When you sit there by yourself, what kind of thoughts consume your time? What consumes your head? Are they flavored in light? Or are they flavored in something that kind of leaves you wallowing in something you know not to be light? If they leave you sick, angry, depressed, anxious, these things are darkness. And it's time to have a light decorating party here and here and renew and transform the way you think and the way you talk and the way you believe. Stop regarding them. Stop regarding that negative stuff because it is killing your prayer life. You want to see breakthrough? You want to see miracle signs and wonders? It's time to have a light decorating party in here and in here so that this starts speaking the truth and good things. We are told to have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Well, I'm standing up here and I can tell you, hey, murder is wrong. 
That's not exposing it. I'm telling you it. It's only exposed if you believe in your heart, okay, yes, murder is wrong. And, if I, and I let that bucket come off of that area of my life. And you can do that here, there, and everywhere. Stage lighting won't cut it. Stage lighting was meant to manipulate God, manipulate his grace. But the true light says, any, every, all, have at it, Jesus. I, I say this prayer to God, I'm like, and, and it's only been recently that I mean it, but I'm like, God, anywhere you want to stretch me or grow me, do it. Because before I was too scared, because I know he will when I pray that. But the end result of that is so much better than my stage lighting. You can have all of me except this. It's under a bucket he'll never see. It's more than just positive thinking. This is spiritual. This is what true spiritual warfare is. It's got to happen here. It's got to happen here. And then you're going to see the manifestation of it out there. So what is the good news? Right? We, we, it's all good news here. And I think up to this point, some, there's a vulnerability that happens at this point in a message. And I used to just leave it. Because I didn't know what to do with it. Because what I, we've done here is we've exposed darkness. And, and if you've allowed it, you've let, you've let some of that darkness get exposed to light in your heart. And, and, uh, and, and th- so you're in a very vulnerable state right now. Because you're like, Lord, I do, I do have this. I am angry. I do hate. And I know, that, I know that hating somebody is actually sin. That's what Jesus said. Uh, and you can start to feel this way. But I have really good news for you today. We believe that it's all good news. You know what the word good news, euangelion, gospel, it means good news. And so we aren't just going to leave you there to feel bad about what you've done, kids. Now think about it. We're going to give you some light. I want want you to understand this. It never works to tell darkness to go away. It doesn't work. Because darkness isn't actually anything. Follow me here. I can't say, get out of here, depression. I mean, I can, but how often does that work? Get out of here, anger. I don't like that person. Get out of here, anger. I get, I don't, get out of here, thought. Get out, oh, don't think of, oh, ah. that leaves me anxious. And guess what? I'm walking in a different kind of darkness all of a sudden. So it never works to simply tell darkness to go, oh, no, I'm wallowing in depression again. Go away, depression. Don't be depressed, don't be depressed, don't be depressed. That doesn't work. Because darkness is not really a thing. Darkness is the absence of something else. Right? I could do this. I could say, okay, let's make it darker in here. So if you'll turn my stage lights off for me, okay. It's a little darker. How about the, how about the main lights? Let's get those shut down too. We're going to make it super dark. <laughs> okay? We're not adding darkness to this place we're taking away light darkness doesn't exist light does you can turn my lights back on and we could go on and on and remove more and more light till i'm just sitting here wallowing in darkness like there's a bucket over my head it never tells works to tell darkness to go away i have to bring light too okay I can't add more darkness. I have to take more light away. So here's a simple example, right? Do not, under any circumstances right now, if you're listening to me, do not think of smelly, rotten, moldy, nasty, 
bread. Like, you know, the kind, the bread that just is like, it's got green on it. It's got, don't think of that. Oh, that's gross. Like, it stinks. It's probably because somebody, somebody like Zeb left it out in the garbage and then snuck it back in my, in my, in my house. And now it really, there's maggots even, probably. And I'll bet you anything, Zeb was trying to get me at that. And you know what? He's a real jerk for that. I can't stand it when people are, <laughs> do you see how regarding the mold leads me to a path of stupidity? So, oh, don't be depressed, don't be depressed. Oh, this person, oh, I can't do it. That, that's not going to solve anything. And that's not walking in the light. What does it actually mean to walk in the light? Oh, moldy bread again. Here comes moldy bread. Wait a minute. Do you know what is good? My mom's French bread. Oh, when it's fresh out of the oven. And we cover it, like we literally pour butter all over the thing. We stick it in a bag. And so it really softens up the crust. And then we pull that bread out and we chop it into nice slices and slather more butter on it. And I can eat the whole loaf in one sitting. If Oh, it tastes so good. It smell, The whole house smells like fresh bread. Or that sourdough fresh out of the oven and you cut it and you hear the sound. Oh, you dip it in, in some balsamic. Oh, it's so good. That bread is so amazing. I bet you weren't thinking about moldy bread when I was talking about those good things. I want you to understand, I'm not getting into some new age thing here where it's like, well, just think positive thoughts and positive energy. I am saying light is the only thing that can get rid of darkness. It's all, it's all you can do. And we have light coming out our wazoo if we'll actually let it in. It'll speak to every part of your life, every aspect. It will change your thinking. But it's not like, don't think of the moldy bread. It's like, oh, what is good here? What is holy? What is righteous? What is a good report? Think on these things. How does that work practically? How does that work? Oh, man, but I do hate my boss. He is a real tool. Ask God, God, what do you see in my boss? Then refuse to entertain anything else except what God shows you. Oh, wow, he actually, in, in, his, in his heart of hearts, he really does want what's best for this company. That is a noble thing. Father, would you bless, just bless him for that? Lord, would you just bless his health, bless his family? Lord, he is such a good piece of, he has, he has good things to offer. And listen, I'm telling you, because you can't, I don't, don't think of bad things about, but don't think of bad things about, don't think, Oh, no money again. It's all bad. It's all bad. That's, that's not, get away, get away bad thoughts. No. What are the good thoughts? What is the good report? What does the euangelion have to say about those things? And you bring light into the darkness and it goes away. You struggle with depression. What does the word say? What are the good things about yourself? What are the good things about your situation? What are the, what, start to confess those things. Start to believe those things. If you have a relationship where all it is is negative thoughts, just stop and say, hey, I feel like all we do is talk about negative things, and I'm really trying to change that. Let's talk about good things. Let's talk, that person at work, can we, let's all each say five good things about that boss now. No, I don't want to do that. Well, I'm going to. Here's what I see. And, and little by little, you will start to transform your inner person, and it will, the lights will shine. And this is who we're called to be. We're not, if, we, if, we, if we regard iniquity, we are walking in darkness. That is what warfare is. I need to, I need to move on quickly here, and we're going to open our Christmas present of the week. Listen, if you were in first service, this isn't quite as exciting for you, but... But it's still exciting for me because in this wonderful present, we've got a lightsaber. 
That's right, Star Wars fans, here we unite. And on that lightsaber, we have the verse Romans 13, 11 through 12. And we'll throw that up on the screen for you. It says this, and do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Woo! The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Our armor is light. It's supposed to blaze forth. We get a better description of that armor in in, uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 10. You guys can read all those later, but it talks about the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, all these amazing things. These are the armor of light, and we could go on and on about those, but I just want to pick one because I only have enough time for one. I want to talk about the shoes, those kicks. It says this about the shoes. Have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Okay, that word gospel, I've told you 59 times. It's euangelion. It means good news. Now, why did Paul choose this word to to, to put on my feet? Why do my feet need to be covered in, in euangelion? I'll tell you why. Because the good news is what gets us up and get going. This week, my wife subs in the schools here and there, and this week uh, I, I had the job one of the days of getting my kids up and out and ready for school, all right? Now, normally my five-year-old is the one, she just is ready to face the day, because when you're five, life is good, right? But on this particular day, like, I was like, why, how could she possibly still be sleeping? It was like 8.15, and she's normally up at least an hour by then, if not more. And so I'm like, I, sh- I need to wake her up, because she has to comb her hair, she has to eat breakfast, all these things. So I opened the door, and she's just sitting there with her head on her pillow, eyes wide open. She's, not, she's fully awake. And I said, hey, hey, baby, we gotta, you got to get up. we got to get ready and go to school today. And she's like, it's too comfy to get out of bed. And I felt her pain immediately. Normally not like that, but, but I, I totally got it. So I, she's in a bunk bed, so I, cl- I climbed up to the top of the bunk. And, and as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, what are the good things happening today? Now, Mommy was gone, and so it was hot lunch day because uh, I can make lunches, all right? But we were out of bread. So, so, and my kids, maybe your kids are different because you give them hot lunch every day. But my kids seldom get hot lunch, and so it's like a big treat. So I climbed up, and I'm like, I know, the bed is so comfy. But guess what? It's hot lunch today. Boom! She jolts up like this, eyes wide open. And I'm like, but you got to get up and get ready and eat breakfast first. She's down the ladder. She's in the bathroom. And no, no problem. Why? Because good news gets us going. Why do we sit around in bed all day? It's just too comfy. Because we are full of scaredness for the day and whatever is going to happen. I'm just not happy about this. But. We have our feet fitted with the readiness, the goodness. You know what's going to bring people to Jesus? The goodness of of, uh, the good news, the euangelion. What's going to get you up living a purpose-filled life? It's the good news of the gospel for your life. And that is what it means to be a child of the light. I have to show you one quick video, and then we will be done. But uh, this is how we should live our lives. (laughs) I'm alive! Too. Mm-hmm. I love you. I know. Dad, what's happening? 
power works. It's coming. It goes on and off. Whatever we want. <laughs> We've got clean water. Oh, that's great. Look at that. Ooh. I bet I know what this does. Rain down the glorious water. Ah, shoes. Oh, what do we got here, guys? So what's the good news? <laughs> the glory shone round about us. And if you will let God expose his light, the light of Jesus Christ, into every part of your life. I know it may seem scary or ugly, but he wants to heal you. He wants to bring you into a hope and a future. He wants to give you the mind of Christ. He wants to transform your life. And you are a bunch of children of the light. And it is our privilege to walk in the light as he is in the light. And then we have fellowship with one another and Christ Jesus. And so I want to pray a blessing over you. And I'm going to give you lots of opportunities here. Uh, if you're here today and you have never accepted Christ, like that John 3.16 thing where you let Jesus, the light of the world, into your life, and you want to do that for the, the first time, this is your day. And I'm going to let you stand in a second here. I also want to, want to pray a blessing over anybody here. If there is areas in your life that you say, Jesus, I just want to give it all to you and let you expose every part of my thoughts, my words, may the meditation of my mouth and the word of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing to you and you just want to stand up as a as a confession to say Jesus you can have all of me in every part I want to light up you just stand up right now everybody who wants wants that and I just want to pray over those of you who are standing and so if you bow your heads with me Jesus we say yes <laughs> not yes and we say yes Lord, to, to the salvation of our hearts, the salvation of our minds, the salvation of who you've made us to be, we invite you into every part, Father. I pray a blessing over each person standing here that the light of the world would penetrate even the areas that, that they've come accustomed to. We know that we're never too old and we've never walked in sin for too long for you to heal it. Not just forgive it, not just pardon it, but heal it. So those here who have, who, who have a problem with depression, we invite you to heal it with the light of the world. Those who have a problem with, with, uh, with negative talking or negative thinking or even hating or disliking brothers and sisters, Father, we just invite your Holy Spirit to heal it, not just pardon, not just forgive it, to heal it. Just like anybody here who uh, is putting their faith in you for the first time and they're saying, this is the day I become a Christian, we invite you to heal their whole self. 
their spirit, their soul, their mind, and their body in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we invite the light of the world into our hearts and our minds and that we would be children of the light, Lord. And we know you've, you've forgiven us, you've transformed us, and we now are the light of the world sent forth by you to be a city on a hill which could not be hidden, Father. I pray that any of us who are tempted to put a bucket back on our heads would realize how silly that is and how much better you are than our ability to hide or our, our self-preservation, Lord. You want not only to preserve us, you want to promote us. And so we receive that. In the name of Jesus, I pray that blessing on each person here. And in that name, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to see you all back here tonight at 6.30 to see some amazing kids sing their Christmas songs. If you want to receive prayer for any reason, we'll also have some folks up here that would love. If you want to just pray into that a little bit more, feel free. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit us at welcomenewlifeassembly.org. 